Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. I'm Steve Pogue, and I'm the CEO for the Kansas Health Services Corporation. KHSC is a for-profit subsidiary of the Kansas Hospital Association. KHSC works with vetted preferred vendors to offer unique solutions to hospitals in Kansas. With me today, I have Chris Conradi. Chris is Vice President of Conradi Insurance Group based out of Newton, Kansas. Conradi Insurance Group serves over 70 hospitals and an additional 70 healthcare entities, including long-term care, along with about 60 educational institutions, including local school districts. Today, we wanted to ask Chris to provide information relevant to trends in the property insurance market in Kansas. Welcome, Chris, and thanks for joining today. Thanks, Steve. I'm glad to be here. Chris, we've heard that many hospitals are facing increasing premiums with the property insurance. What is the current overall trend in property insurance rates in the Midwest? Well, uh, it's never fun to deliver news that the members would not want to hear, but I think one of the things that has made Conradi Insurance Group a trusted advisor to Kansas hospitals and other healthcare professionals is that we are transparent and candid about what is happening out in the marketplace. And the reality is that right now, the property insurance marketplace is what we would call a hard market. The insurance market goes through soft cycles and hard cycles. And for various reasons, about once every 15 to 25 years, we enter a hard cycle. And that's currently where we're at. We are seeing probably average property insurance increases for institutional property buyers. And that would be for accounts like hospitals or nursing homes or school districts that buy at least $20 million in total value insurance, we are seeing 20 to 25% increases throughout this year. Uh, there is some reason to believe that that pace of increase is starting to subside. So I think a year from now, we'll be looking at better terms, but you know how they say it's always darkest before the dawn. Well, there are obviously many factors that can cause an increase in pricing. Upward trends and losses can often be a factor. How have claims trended in Kansas and what is the main cause for this trend? Well, uh, there, are, there are many factors. Uh, one is just that we have gone through an escalating amount of regional claims. Um, in the last 10 years or so, uh, wind and hail claims are trending upward in the Midwest, as well as nationally, we are dealing with uh, severe weather or other claims that have impacted, uh, you know, other regions of the country in terms of like wildfire or hurricanes. We actually had six hurricanes make landfall in 2020. The news cycle is so short now, you know, we, we get bombarded with news for 24, 48 hours, maybe a week, and then it feels like ancient history. Well, I can tell you that the insurance carriers and especially the reinsurance carriers have not forgotten about the abnormal amount of weather-related claim activity in 2020. So yes, here in the Midwest, we have seen about a decade-long trend of increased claim activity, but also nationally, we are seeing some stressors that are impacting all of us. And the thing I think that's important to remember is that while we might be working with Chubb Insurance or Traveler's Insurance or a carrier that uh, you know, has not been severely impacted right here in our specific region, the reinsurance market is a much smaller space of players 
and that many of the reinsurance carriers are participating in all geographies. So when they have a tough year in the Gulf, it's not impossible for us to be impacted here in the Midwest. Do you have any examples of some recent weather issues in Kansas and how that's impacted the losses in Kansas? Well, I don't want to name names and or be specific, but the hospital property insurance program that we put together with Chubb has just, it's been a marvelous thing. Uh, I think when it comes to rate, uh, the, the rates that our clients and our KHSC members are paying are phenomenal. We have good deductible terms. We have good coverage forms. Um, but the program is probably designed at this stage because we have about 45 to 50 participants in between two and $3 million of premium in the program currently. It seems that an average wind and hail loss for a hospital is now approaching about a million dollars. So a 50 to 70,000 square foot facility experiencing damaging hail, it's not uncommon for us to be on the hook for a million dollars. So the program is designed to take a couple of those losses a year. Well, last year we had four significant wind and hail losses in the program. And then we were able to top that off with a significant fire event, which is not necessarily weather related. So the program did have five substantial losses last year. And that is more than it's really designed to bear. So I don't know, Steve, if that kind of helps speak to some of the uh, recent activities that are pushing us along here in Kansas in terms of um, just claim trends that are impacting the overall marketplace. Kansas hospitals are not getting a pass from that. So obviously the losses that come from weather or other perils have had an impact. I've also heard a lot of discussion in recent times about increasing prices of goods such as lumber or other construction materials. So what kind of impact has that had on the property insurance market? Yeah, that's really interesting because the insurance marketplace has a somewhat inverse relationship to the rest of the financial markets. Um, many of us are aware that uh, we have never had a more advantageous borrowing marketplace. And by that, I mean, if we are looking to borrow money to expand facilities or borrow money to recruit physicians or increase capabilities, diagnostic equipment, surgical equipment, we have never had better loan or lease terms available to us. I believe it was oh, spring of 2020 when the Federal Reserve took interest rates to virtually zero to do everything possible to keep the economy going. And, and, and while that makes a lot of sense economically for the nation, one of the victims of a quickly decelerating interest rate environment are insurance companies. And you might be scratching your head and saying, I don't understand why that would happen. Well, simply put, insurance companies make money one of two ways. They make money underwriting risk, which is simply you give them a dollar of premium. And if they've underwritten correctly, they hope not to give that whole dollar of premium back to pay losses. So if they can make a very small margin underwriting risk, in many cases, these companies write billions of dollars of premium, they can actually make a, a good amount of money underwriting the risk. That dynamic has not necessarily go, gone away. 
But the other way an insurance company makes money, and in some years they actually make more money through their investment than they do underwriting the risk. So most companies, financially strong companies, for example, the property insurance company that we partner with, with KHSC, Chubb, they are an AM best, A++ rated carrier, and as such have a very strong balance sheet. The, the surplus of the carrier is used to make investments that yield return that can subsidize tougher underwriting years. Well, insurance companies aren't like some investment organizations where they'll bet the farm on volatile stocks or high-risk investments. The regulators and AMBEST and all of the authorities that oversee insurance company financial strength and responsibility, they would prefer that insurance carriers stay conservative with their investments. So they buy things like bonds or maybe even certificates of deposit or you know, the types of things that are predictable, low-risk investments. Well, when we have a virtually 0% interest rate environment, we have taken away those predictable, low-risk investments from the insurance companies. So that always ushers in an era of underwriting discipline. So low interest rates equal higher insurance premiums as a general rule of thumb. Now, I think we all know that these low interest rates aren't going to last forever. And when they start coming back up, it is reasonable to assume that the insurance companies will benefit from that. And as such, we will see relief in the insurance rates. It is a very interesting um, inverse relationship, Steve, to say the least. So talk a little bit more about um, what we're seeing in inflation in uh, goods that are used for hospital construction. So when, when a hospital's had damage and has to have that replaced, um, so we're seeing trends of increased in lumber prices and so forth. So you talk about, you know, maybe inflation is good if it raises interest rates and can help, can help offset, you know, provide more profit for the insurance company, but that also means higher costs of uh, fixing items that have been damaged. So talk about that and what that's had in terms of an impact on insurance. Yeah, and this is the one that we are just, uh, you know, being confronted with almost on a daily basis. This is just a fast moving uh, dynamic at this time, which is the cost of, you know, replacement construction. You know, a, a properly written hospital insurance policy should be a replacement cost policy. A, a, a broker, you know, when doing their job correctly, wants to put the hospital administrative team and the board in a position to build that community's hospital back if they were faced with a total loss scenario from a, a large F4 or F5 tornado or a fire or something of that nature. So we monitor very closely what it actually takes to build back a new hospital. We keep on our short list uh, you know, of contacts, professional firms such as architects and contractors and things like that. And we ask them, what are you seeing right now in terms of new hospital construction costs? Well, from, I would say, some of the most credible resources in the state when it comes to architectural and uh, construction, Steve, we're being told that it would be difficult to build back acute care hospital construction for less than $500 a square foot right now. So 
you know, when, when you start thinking about a 50, 60, 100,000 square foot facility, possibly needing to be valued at $500 a square foot for replacement cost purposes, that is another reason that we could be seeing some escalating property insurance costs because it just costs more to build all of a sudden. And we need to make sure that our clients are properly educated on that. Well, it sounds like that's something that you'll be following up with clients to be sure that they are protecting themselves from this increased cost in uh, construction materials and obviously monitoring that as it goes along. I've heard the same thing, uh, $500 range per square foot for new construction. So I think we're hearing the same thing in the marketplace. So, um, you know, besides that, uh, there's also within a uh, building risk, you have the internal equipment coverage that is covered with that. So is there anything specific to that that hospitals should be considering right now? Well, technology is just an ever evolving and quick changing um, uh, space. And we have been given some guidance with, you know, some of the resources that we have, whether it's JACO or the insurance companies that specialize in insuring hospitals. And, you know, a typical critical access hospital will have content values somewhere between 20 and 40% of their building value. And, you know, depending on the medical diagnostic equipment that they are uh, deploying or some of the lab equipment that they have, that is something that we need to be working with the hospital CEO and CFO to determine adequacy in that area as well. Because if it's, if it's now $500 a square foot to build a building because copper and steel and wood and different you know, uh, polymers and plastics have gone up in cost, it's safe to assume that GE or Siemens is gonna want more for their equipment as well. And if we were to lose a piece of equipment, have we adequately valued that so that we can put the hospital back in a position to uh, serve their community? So Chris, what other things uh, our hospitals should be aware of right now in order to make sure that they're adequately insured? Yeah, so I mean, we're talking property because that is sort of the sore thumb out in the marketplace right now, Steve, whether you're a nursing home, a school, or a hospital, you are noticing that your property insurance is going up. One of the things that I think we've done a good job of is making sure that our, our customers are relatively doing better than the market at large. But if there is another area besides property insurance that everyone should have on their radar screen right now, it is cyber. You need to know how you are insured for your cyber exposures. And you know, without getting into great detail on that, we would just want to make our firm available to do a cyber coverage review if necessary, to make sure that you are insured as comprehensively as possible. Uh, and, and maybe even, Steve, it would be a good podcast topic down the line. That sounds good. We may do a follow-up with you related to cyber insurance. Well, as our listeners may know, KHSC and Conradi have teamed up with Chubb Insurance to provide a unique solution for property insurance in Kansas. Chris, can you share maybe some of the facets of this relationship that works uh, well with the clients in Kansas? Sure. Chubb has historically been one of the leading hospital insurers in the country. Um, they work with large systems, large hospitals, and when we put this program together approximately 10 years ago, Steve, the goal was to bring big system insurance value, whether that be pricing or coverage features or deductible advantages, 
down to every hospital at any level through a group purchasing dynamic. So we have approximately, and I, I need to get a final count on this, but I think we're approaching 50 hospitals in the program. And I think the program is approaching two to $3 million of total premium now. And that, that dynamic has been very good for the KHA and KHSC members because they are getting advantages that they, they would not get on a standalone basis. So they may be familiar with the big billion dollar facility, you know, a hundred miles down the road from them. When they're in this program, one of the things that they can feel confident about is that they're getting similar value. Well, Chris, thanks for being with us today and sharing this information. Uh, I know if folks want to follow up with you, you'd be happy to answer any questions. Let me just share your contact information real quick. Uh, again, this is Chris Conradi with Conradi Insurance, and he can be reached at 316-283-0096. That's their office number. Or uh, you can email him at cconradi, that's C-C-O-N-R-A-D-E at conradiinsurance.com. Chris, again, thank you for your time today, and we may do a follow-up on cyber insurance in the future. That sounds great, Steve. Thank you for having us, and thank you for letting us uh, partner with you to serve the members. It truly is an honor.